This week, we consider the rules for profits generated by and losses incurred by a partnership. In this initial segment, we consider the rules for the division of profits generated by a partnership among the partners. This is the subject of a sugya in Ksuvus. It is not a very long sugya. It's only about half an amud to an amud, but it is an extremely difficult sugya, with the smart telling us that there are as many as five different interpretations of the sugya in the Rishonim. We're not going to consider all the different shitas. We'll consider several of the most important shitas, lahalach. The Gemara says, Amar Shmuel, Shnayim Shatil Lukis, two people contributed capital to a joint venture, Zeman of a Zemasayim, one contributed 100, one contributed 200, and they realize a profit, Haschar Lemsa. This is perhaps counterintuitive, but the Schar is Lemsa, the profits are divided evenly. 50-50, we might have assumed that the profit should be divided in proportion to the contributed capital. Shmuel says, Aschar la'emtza. Why would we say Aschar la'emtza? What is the svara for this? So the Rishonim bring basically two svaras, two families of svaras. Rashi, going on the next part of the Gemara, Rashi says that at least when you're dealing with a shar, an ox, that half an ox can function as a plow animal, you can eat it, but as a, as a going concern, as an animal that does work, half an ox is not functional. So the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Ein chelko shalzeh, One person's chelik is not functional without the other person's chelik. Hilka chelkin b'shaveh, that's why they divide it equally. The Yushalmi says something similar, says something more general. The Yushalmi says, even when it comes to buying merchandise, so if they buy $100 worth of merchandise and one, ca- one party, one partner contributed 70 and one contributed 30 to the capital, we might have thought that merchandise is divisible, so perhaps he should get 70 and he should get 30. Yushalmi says, Yochelhulamemar, He can say that the, the deal depended on our capital together. Beis Yosef explains, when you purchase, you buy, the, a deal typically has a certain size, perhaps mea dinarim, a hundred dinar. So without my ten, you wouldn't have had enough money to do this deal. So the terms of the deal, the favorable pricing, whatever it is, the availability, depends on both parties' capital. So it's like the sharp, that uh, the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That's the Svara of Rashi, the Svara of the Yushalmi. Tosus and the Rush bring a different Svara, a different group of Svaras. Tosus says briefly, may kara daita dahachi nishtatfu. Tosus later in the sugya says that was the intention of the partners, the presumed intention when they joined into their partnership, that they would split the profit equally. The Rush elaborates, that when partners contribute unequal amounts of capital, they should have stipulated the, the one who contributes more, the, the onus is on him to stipulate that he wants to get correspondingly more, that he wants to get a higher share of the profit. The fact that he did not stipulate, we evaluate, we presume his intention is, he's agreeing to split the profit 50-50. Why would he do that? So the Rush suggests, maybe because he recognizes that the other person has very good business skills, so it's worth giving him more profit, even though he's putting up less capital. Maybe, maybe some other reason. But the general rule is, the Rush says, Usually partners specify that they want to divide the profit according to the capital they contribute. The fact that they did not stipulate that they want an even division. 
The Russia's argument is obviously a double-edged sword. We might have thought, since usually they stipulate that it goes according proportion to the capital, we might have thought that if they don't stipulate, they want the standard standard default arrangement. That's what we say in other contexts of Choshen Mishpat. But the Russia says the opposite. Since that would be a normal stipulation, they should have said so. The absence is glaring and conspicuous, and therefore we assume that they wanted a 50-50 split. So the Svar of Rashi, the Svar of the Yushalmi is, it's based on the objective nature of the Shutfus, that in certain cases, we'll see as the Sigur goes on, there are assumptions that the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Each person's contribution, even if they differ in magnitude, is essential to the, to the operations of the Shutfus, so they split, so they split the profits equally. And the far of Tosis and the Rush is that it isn't based on necessarily on objective factors, it's based on presumptions, halachic presumptions, about the intent of the partners. In any event, that's what Shmuel Paskins, Haskar Lamsa. Now the Gemara brings a machlokas, Rabbah and Rav Hamnuna. Rabbah says, Mestavra milse de Shmuel, Beshar lacharisha, Vaomid lacharisha, a shar, an ox that was purchased for plowing, for doing work while it's alive, Vaomid lacharisha, that's still its intended function, Avil Beshar lacharisha, Vaomid latvicha, if the shar, even if it was purchased for Harisha, but now it's Omid Latvicha, it's going to be shachted. When you shacht it and the meat is sold at retail, then the meat is divisible. The, the, there's nothing connecting the different cuts of meat, the different portions of meat. So at that point, Zen no Telefimosov, Zen no Telefimosov, at that point they split in proportion to their contributed capital. That's the Shita of Rabbah. This is where Rashi says his Svara that the, the Sharla Harisha is indivisible, so both parties' contributions are essential, but a Sharla Tvicha is divisible. However, if Hanuna disagrees, if Hanuna says, Afilu Sharla Harisha of Omid Latvicha, even if the shar is Omid Latvicha, it is going to be shechted, nevertheless, Haschar is, Haschar is Lamsa. Even if it's Omid Latvicha, where it's divisible, we still say, Shmuel's din still stands, Haschar is Lamsa, the Haschar is split evenly. Not entirely clear in the Gemara, he said, Afilu shar lacharisha v'omid latvicha, even if it's omid latvicha, but he did say the shar was lacharisha, that it was purchased lacharisha. What happens if the shar was purchased for tvicha and it's omid latvicha? Would Rafam Nuna then agree to Ravuna that to, to Rabbah that the schar is lamsa? That is not so clear. That is a that is a that is a discussion in the Rishonim. The some Rishonim at least, the Beis Yosef understands the sheet of the Rif and the Rambam that it doesn't matter that that even if it's that even if it was purchased litvicha and if it was omed litvicha, that nevertheless Rav Nuna said the schar is still lamsa. That's a discussion of the Rishonim. The Gemara goes back and forth. The Gemara then tries to bring various rayas against Shmuel in favor of Rabbah, in favor of Rav Hamnuna. The Gemara goes back and forth without without uh, reaching a decisive position on these questions. At the end of the sugya, the, the Gemara makes an ukimta. The Gemara says one exception to this rule of uh, that, 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 that there is one case. The Mishnah says shlosha shatil lekis pichsu osiru kachin cholkim that you do split it proportionally. So the Gemara says is one case where everyone agrees you split it proportionally. Hosiru zuzichadeti pichsu osiru detunisa. There are certain cases involving the contributions of money where it will be split, where, where it will be split equally when you give cash. And there are different, again, different sheetas in the Rishon and what this case is, but there, there is at least one case where, where everyone agrees that the money is split proportionally. How do we paskin? So the Rishonim pretty much all agree to Shmuel. There's nobody explicitly who disagrees with Shmuel, and everyone agrees to Shmuel that there is generally a din of schar le'emsa. In terms of the machlokis, Rabbah and Rafam Nuna about shar lecharish of Omid Litvicha, or perhaps even, as we said before, shar Litvicha of Omid Litvicha, in terms of that machlokis, if the shar is omed litvicha, 
where Rabbi said in that case Shmuel agrees that the schar is is proportional, and Rav Nuna says no, Shmuel still says the schar la'emsa. Most we shown in Paskin like Rav Nuna that the schar is still that the schar is still la'emsa. There is there is perhaps one. Some we shown him say we Paskin like that we Paskin like Rabbi, but in general the consensus that's how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. In general we Paskin that the that the schar that the schar is la'emsa. Beis Yosef brings the Shita Sarif, and the, from the language of the Rif, he's Medayik, that Machlokis, Rabbah, and Rav Hamnuna, he says that even Rav Hamnuna, who says the Schar is always Lamsa, even in the case of, uh, even as we said before, even in the case of Shar Lutvicha, Omid Lutvicha, even in that case, Rav Hamnuna would still say the Schar is Lamsa. There is one exception. Based on the language of the Rif and the language of the Rambam, that's only if the, if the animal is actually still alive. When the Rambam when the when the when when the Rambam brings the halacha, the Rambam writes, the Rambam writes that the the afilu lach kushar lutviha, Even if the shar was purchased for tviha, we still pass in like from Nuna, as we said earlier, that shar lutviha v'omid lutviha. We still say that it's lamsa. The Rambam says sheilu tvachu hayenotol kalechem v'besarik v'maosa. Rambam says, had they actually shechted it, even Rav Hamnuna, even Rav Hamnuna agrees that the, you split the schar in proportion to the capital contributions. However, Rav Hamnuna is talking about it in Machru Chai, but if it was sold while still alive, even though it was purchased for Tvicha, it's Omid Litvicha, that's what they're planning on doing to it, but it was sold while still alive, then that's what we pass in like Rav Hamnuna, that it is Lamsa. So that's how the Beis Yosef explains the Rambam and the Rif, that if you actually shecht it, that's a case where even Rav Hamnuna agrees that the schar would be would be proportional. At this point, the meat is actually divisible. It's just meat, and you can divide it up. The Rav Nunez Din is only when it's alive. When it's alive, even if it's shar lutzvicha, v'omid lutzvicha, but right now it's still alive, that's where the Rif and the Rambam say that it, that the schar is lamsa. But if it's actually tvachuhu, then it's lefima osav. And the Beis Yosef adds that, according to this, it would follow that schara ruya lechalek, if you have merchandise which is divisible, you buy a hundred bushels of wheat, you can sell individual bushels of wheat, and so on, then it's Lufimosa, that's like Shara already shechted. According to the Rif, when it's already divisible right now, then Rafam Nuna and Shmuel never said Shara Lehemsa, so if it's actually divisible right now, then it's Lufimosa, but as long as it's a Shara Chai, it's still alive, and when it's alive, it's not divisible, even if it was Shara Lutvicha, V'Omid Lutvicha, that's where we pass it like Shmuel and Rafam Nuna, that the Shara is Lehemsa. So that shita is a riff in the Rambam, and that is how the Shulchan Aruch himself paskins. There is a different shita, the shita of the Rush. The Rush says also lav dafker kishlachu lacharisha hodin lachu lutvicha va'omid lutvicha. The Rush also says that shar lacharisha that 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 uh, that um, that hodin lutvicha va'omid lutvicha. The schar is still lamsa. But the Rush explicitly says that that applies even to Peros and Kalim Haruyim Lechalik. Unlike what the Beis Yosef said in the Rift, that if it's actually Shachted or if it's Chorarui Lechalik, then it actually is divisible right now. So then it goes to Vimosov. The Rush says even in that case, even in the case of Peros Ruim Lechalik, and the Beis Yosef explains even a Shar that was already Shachted, even if it's right now Ruim Lechalik, you still say, you still say Schar Lehemsa. So the Rush goes even further than the Rift. The Rush says, we pass in like Shmuel from Nuna, and even something which is already divisible, even a shara that's already shechted, even schara that's already divisible, we always say, according to Rav Nuna, the schar is lamsa. Why? So again, you don't have the svar that is not divisible anymore, so the rush brings the other svar, as we mentioned earlier. 
either either you have the Yerushalmi's, a generalization of this, that a deal that was done with two parties, there's always a presumption that the deal was only possible because of both parties' contribution, even though the merchandise is actually physically divisible, and at retail they can sell it in a divisible way, but their deal went through because they had more capital, so that's also considered the parts need each other, the contributions need each other, or we can say, Baile Las Nuye, that the other far we mentioned, that, that there's a presumption that by not stipulating the assumption is that they want it to be divided equally. But in any event, that's the sheet of the rush, that even merchandise and even a parlor that's already shechted is always split, is always split, la'emtza is always split 50-50. So we mentioned earlier, the Smash says there are five sheetas in the sugya, the Beis Yosef says, gimel machlokos bedaver. He lists three. He says, according to the rush, even lachu lutvicha, vitvachuhu, and even schara that's divisible is always... Is always the schar is lamsa. The Riff and the Rambam say the schar is lamsa unless they actually shechted it or it's schar ruya lechalik, then it would go proportional to the money. But if it's machru chai or schar not ruya lechalik, then it would go, that's where it goes lamsa. Beis brings a third shita, the Riff and the Sharim. We've been discussing the Riff and the Halachas, but the Riff and the Sharim has said something else. He says it depends on whether they continue to do to act according to the initial plan, or they reformulated the shutfus and changed direction. As long as they did what they planned to do originally, then we say chalk and b'shava. The basic rule of a partnership is they split 50-50, so as long as they stuck to their initial plan, then it's 50-50. Kivan shekach pirshu b'shasa shutfus. Avalim shinu, but if they change and did something else, shloas numetchila, then we say kalechad, k'negen ma'osav, if they change and did something different, then then they get l'fi ma'osav, the Sma explains that, that according to the Shita, it's not just if they change their mind in an unauthorized way, if one party changed his mind. We're not talking about that here. Even if they agree to change the plan, once it's, not, once it's no longer proceeding, the partnership is no longer proceeding according to the plan initially laid down by the Shutfus, then the rules change, and then, then they split in proportion to their capital. How do we paskin? So the Beis Yosef says, Lenin halacha, kivan deharif v'bahalachas v'arambam, maskim l'deha'achas hachinachtinan, Beis Yosef has his general rule in halacha, when two out of three of his uh, triumvirate, the Rif, the Rush, and the Rambam, agree with Paskin like that. Here, since the Rif in the halachas, which is the Ica Rif, and the Rambam, both Paskin, as we've explained earlier, that you always say la'emtza unless it's currently divisible, a shechted shar or a merchandise that's divisible, that, then you say it's proportional to the contributions, otherwise you say it is shava b'shava, mechza al-mechza. That's how the Beis Yosef Paskins, that's how he Paskins in the Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah doesn't comment on the initial psak of the Shulchan Aruch, but in the next sif, in Sivav, we'll discuss the, the main aspect of Sivav in the next segment, but the Ramah in Sivav brings the riff in the Sharm, and he says that as long as they were Mishana, as long as they were Mishana from the initial plan, then Notal Lafim then they split proportional to the, in proportion to their capital contributions, as Isma explains, even if they had a, an agreement to, an agreement to do to, to change, we still say that they split now proportionally. The Ramah seems to pass in like the Rif and the Sharim as well as the basic Shita of the Rif and the Halachas. As we've said, there is a great deal more in the Akronim, it's a tremendously complex Sugya, but these are some of the major Shitas in the Rishonim and the Psakim of the Mechaber and the Ramah. One final point is that the Rambam, when he, after he brings the details of the sugya, the Rambam says this is all by default. If they by by well, first he brings the Gemara's exception for for money for cash. Then he says This is all default by default. 
any other arrangement that they stipulated, no matter how lopsided, the one who contributed only a hundred and only a third of the total, therefore, gets three quarters of the profit, and the one who contributed two hundred, which is two thirds of the capital contributions, he should only get one hundred, Rivia. And not only that, but they also further instituted a, a lopsided, stipulated a lopsided division of the losses. The one who made the small contribution, even though he gets three quarters of the profits, only gets Revia Hafsid, one quarter of the Hafsid, the Hafsid Zeshin Otel Revia Haschar, and the one who gets only a quarter of the Schar is on the hook for Shlosha Revia Menapchas, the three quarters of the Hafsid, no matter how uneven and odd the division might sound, doesn't matter, any other stipulation that they make is binding. The Rambam. This is a classic principle of the Gemara. The Rambam brings it all the time. When it comes to Dine Mamanas, the parties can make up whatever they want. The Rambam in particular likes to point this out in Chaj and Mishpat, that many of the rules of the Gemara are default, but if you have a Minag, if you have a Tanai, in this case a Tanai, a Tanai otherwise will be binding, and that is how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins as well. And the truth is that this idea seems to be, seems to be, seems to emerge, seems to be clear from the Rush as well. The Rush said the reason that, the reason that they split Mechza Mechza according to Shmuel is because they didn't stipulate otherwise. And normally they would stipulate to go Lofimos, and they didn't stipulate that way, so we assume they want a 50-50 split. The Rush is clearly saying that they can stipulate, and they can, and we expect them to. And if they don't, we have assumptions about what they mean. But the Rush also is clearly indicating that they have the right to stipulate otherwise. So that's the sheet of the, of the, of the Rambam and the, and the Rush, and that's how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that's how the Poskin Paskin, which eliminates much of the practical relevance of our... Our sugya, the, the postkim, the achronim, do have a lot to say about it, but in general, this is perhaps not going to arise that often in real-world situations, because partners typically will make some arrangement, will make some stipulation for how they want their profits to be, to be divided, and whatever they stipulate is binding. These halachas are relevant in a case where no explicit stipulation was made.